and welcome to the More Deadly Podcast, where we review horror movies directed exclusively by women-identified directors that prove that the female of the species is more deadly than the male. I'm your co-host, Rachel, and joining me is one of my favorite people on the entire planet, Ariel. Hi. Hey, how are you? I'm doing good. Yeah? You hanging in there? I, I am. My dog has been sick, so I've been cleaning up after her all day, but other than that, I'm doing good. <laughs> That's not a great day. No. Not a great day. <laughs> well, good news. It's about to get better. Yes. <laughs> so I know we said on the last episode that we were going to be covering Near Dark today, but actually we're doing something way cooler, way better. I'm so excited. We have really amazing guests joining us today. Joining us are two of our favorite ladies whose podcast we are completely obsessed with. We are joined by the co-hosts of Girl That's Scary podcast, Jasmine and Kat. Hey. Hey. Hey, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome. We're so, so excited to hang out with you today. First and foremost, I have to warn you, I'm going to fan out a little bit right now off the top. So just prepare to receive it. (laughs) (laughs) I love your show. I've been listening for years. I love it. So I want to talk about a couple of the reasons that I love it just off the top because there's so many reasons why I love it. But there's two in particular that really stand out to me. The first is I love your friendship. It is so clear how much you love each other and how much you enjoy being together. And it's so infectious and it makes you feel like you're hanging out with friends when you listen, friends who are interested in the same thing that you're interested in. And that is such a joy to listen to. Yeah. You guys have such good chemistry. Yeah. Y'all can't see me with my <laughs> eyes are wet. I know the cat is crying. Cat eyes are wet. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I've been holding in right tears now. from yesterday. We was watching Vivo with the kids and have to care, so I'm really emotional. Oh, oh well, I'm not done yet. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I love so much about your podcast is how it's so clear how much you love horror. And it's so much fun to listen to you guys talk about it because there are times where I watch a lot of horror movies, and honestly, I get a little burnt out. At the end of the year, we do the big crunch before the year ender, and I feel fatigued of horror. And then I put on your podcast, and I listen to you guys talk about these movies, and you're so excited, and it just revitalizes my fandom of the genre, because I'm like, yes, that's right. Horror is fun. It's amazing. It makes you feel great, even when it's really upsetting and disturbing. And so, I don't know, between those two things, yours is a must listen for me. Yeah, and for anybody who's never listened to Girl That's Scary before, there are so many amazing episodes, but the ones that are sometimes my favorite are when you do a deep dive of a series, mm-hmm. like you recently did Candyman. Mm-hmm. That is a really entertaining one, and I would kind of start there. Final Destination, you guys covered those, and that was a really fun episode, too. Oh, my God. Death Y'all was beating everybody Final Destination ass. coming out. Yeah, <laughs> and death is not done with you hoes okay death is every day like yeah, tell somebody two seconds ago that bitch she wants y'all to know that i am here and i'm killing you bitches like a slasher and I'm <laughs> you can't get me yeah it's getting a final destination is getting a little too close to real life right now <laughs> right <laughs> So, okay, for those who have not been lucky enough to get to listen to your show like we have, can let's do a, let's do a little plug. Can you tell our listeners about Girl That's Scary? 
yeah so basically we cover horror and sci-fi related things um coming into your ear holes every thursday um (laughs) wherever you listen to podcasts and it's really just a good time like take a dive like what's the worst that can happen like even if you don't like us you can be like girl i'm just an hour of my life but you won't laugh because we'd be laughing too so come on (laughs) (laughs) yeah you guys do crack me up every time sometimes honestly it's a problem i was listening to one of your episodes while i was walking my dog and I realized that I had been laughing out loud and all my neighbors are like around and I just look like this crazy person <laughs> like, laughing at nothing. <laughs> You're having a good time. It's okay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, you said, I don't remember which movie it was. It was one I listened to this week. So it was a recent episode. And you, you, you referred to someone as jumping up like, don't wake daddy. And I, I peed. <laughs> I'm going to oh be God. honest with you. I don't even know why Jasmine's still my friend. And that's... <laughs> <laughs> what? Kat says the most ridiculous shit. And she'd be like, why are you still my friend? I'm like, because you're hilarious. I don't understand what you mean. And I know exactly what you're talking about. I think that was, it was either 28 days later or something where you came in and the, and the zombie had popped up. It was like, ah. <laughs> Listen, and you know, remember when Doe Wake Daddy, when that hat popped off his head and flew across the room? That's exactly how the people be looking. Also, You're shout out to wrong. everyone remembering that game. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I died. <laughs> so, because I love your friendship and I love your chemistry on the show, I would love to know a little bit about how long you guys have been friends and how the podcast first came about. Okay. Uh, well, I met Kathleen through my uh, best friend, um, and they were they met, and I feel like all of us are very aggressive with our friendships. Like, all of our friends in the group <laughs> are like, they look at you, and they decide that you're going to be their friend. And that's what happened to Kat, because I saw her, and I was like, wow, we're going to be friends, um, because I absorb all of my best friend's friends. But she picks out great people, so it works out. So I was like, <laughs> she has cool color hair. Man, she's funny. She has a cool scepter ring. I'm going to hang out. And then um, we, I moved up here, and she already lived up here. So we started hanging out, and then we became roommates, and now we friends forever. Forever. <laughs> oh, that's so great. <laughs> that sounds that. a lot like our friendship, honestly, because Rachel yeah. definitely grabbed onto me and was like, we're friends. <laughs> um, I, I'm gonna it worked I'm out well for me. Yeah, I was aggressive in, in our friendship. <laughs> I just basically glommed on and never let go. <laughs> <laughs> But that's always a good time. So yeah. it's been great. We also bond like realized we bonded over horror. Like in our group of friends, like they watch horror. Actually, our friends are kind of more into thriller movies, which is a really mm-hmm. interesting time. But you know, some thrillers are really good. But we really, really like. I go, hey, I'm about to watch this movie. I guarantee you, the only person's gonna pull up to watch it is Jazz because the rest <laughs> of them are like. Why is this person being decapitated like this? What are you doing? Like, my partner every night is like, what kind of movies y'all be watching? I'm like, it's a good time. <laughs> and I'll be just like, yeah, what you watch today? Ooh, shit, what's that streaming on, girl? Ooh, damn, they got killed with, with a, a coat hanger? Goddamn, let me see how they that. <laughs> and everybody else is like, are y'all all right? I always love to see where the bar is for what is like a family-friendly movie with you guys. The argument over inside especially made me laugh pretty silly. <laughs> okay, because inside, it, I want you to know if I put that on for my actual family, uh-huh. they'd all be tuned in. But I don't oh. know if we really count because, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, that's a pretty high bar to get over because that one is, I mean, it is not for wimps. Yeah. Oh, your bloody. family sounds cool. <laughs> They're pretty cool, man. Her family's pretty cool. Actually, uh, I think... my mom would hate that ending. Mm. It's she a lot. Would. She likes happy endings. Uh, my grandma might watch it with me, but then she might really? be upset. After oh. I put it, she watched horror movies with me, but she gonna be like, "God, why they doing all that? Ooh, I can't look at that." She gonna be watching it through her fingers and shit, and I'm like, "Oh man, okay." Now my older brother, he might watch this with me, but I don't think the rest of my they're more into ghost haunting, no. poltergeist, uh-huh. demon gotcha. possession. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most mm-hmm. of my family hates horror with a passion, so there's just a couple people I can watch stuff with. To me, horror. A lot of it has to do with my friendships because it started in slumber parties. And I think maybe that's part of also why I love your show so much because you guys talk about it in a way that sounds like, you know, girlfriends hanging out and geeking out about horror movies the way that I have always done with my friends. You know, it's yeah. just it's really cool. So how did you transition from best friends to podcast? Okay, so Jazz used to be on a podcast um, with our other friends called The Link Up, and I kind of did their intro just because my mm. voice is, I, I guess, a voice. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, they, <laughs> <laughs> they had me on the intro, and then after that, like, people were just like, oh, like, maybe you should do radio and other things. I'm like, girl, I don't have that kind of patience. I don't even know what that means, friend. Um, but <laughs> I decided, like, okay, like, maybe I would start a podcast. But, you know, shout out to people who do, I always say this all the time, like, Dolo podcasts. I could never, like, I could talk to myself. Like, talking to yourself is one thing. Mm-hmm. But, like, hosting, like, an actual, like, really, like, engaging show and it's mm-hmm. just you. Ugh. Hats oh, off yeah. to those folks. Because mm-hmm. I I will talk your head off if you let me. Um, so who better to talk my head off to or with is Jazz because <laughs> Jazz down with the horse stuff. And I was like, you want to start a podcast? And she was like, yeah. And that was pretty much it. It literally went just like that. Same sound, same noises, same everything. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. See? <laughs> Her new thing is like, howdy, howdy, or yeehaw. So I've just been laughing howdy at that. Howdy and yeehaw. I cannot stop saying yeehaw. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, seriously. And then it kind of went from there. And just like we got, I got a free mic from like a coworker. And then just literally like Dollar and a Dream Tour, like J. Cole. And although we don't, we're not going to talk about J. Cole on the show. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's pretty much what it was. And it's been a fun ride. Yeah, yeah, I know. And like I was saying, you guys are just blowing up. And that's so amazing. It's so exciting to watch. So just to give our listeners sort of a perspective of your taste, what are some horror movies that each of you really love? Ooh, oh God. I mean, the list is so long. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna nail it down to like some subgenres. Okay. And then I'm gonna just give some suggestions out. Because Ooh. I can't give y'all too many because I'll just be here saying movie titles for the rest of the night. Right. <laughs> All right. Um so I like slashers, I like demon I like supernatural, paranormal. I want mm-hmm. a scare. And I feel mm-hmm. like paranormal entities like gods things like that they can provide scares that are not so grounded versus someone is trying to kill you or someone's watching you because humans can only do but so much or humans created a virus or something versus no you stepped in this forbidden forest now you in another world and there's all kinds of monsters and shit i I want something (laughs) i want monsters i want blood i want you know people fingers getting chewed up something like that i like i want to be scared (laughs) so Mm -hmm. i Mm -hmm. like things that do not cut back 
I like things with bleak endings because that's really scary. Mm-hmm. Like, show me you're about it. Show me you're taking a risk. Kill the kids. Go ahead. Show me you're on level 10. Like, I don't want you to save the kids. No, that mm-hmm. movie, okay, this is what, PG-14? No, kill them babies. Do, like, do what you need to do. Like, take it there. Okay. Now, some movies I really do enjoy. Of course, I enjoy Inside. Mm-hmm. I just watched The Last Matinee. That was Ooh, that's a good it's one. On Sh- yeah, it's on Showtime. It is a slasher. Gave me some Giallo feels. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah, definitely. Um, and I like Giallo, although they dis- they be disrespecting the hell out of women. But I, the kills mm-hmm, be fun. True. The gloves, the outfits, they really slap. So I'm into that. I'm into people just you know getting killed. I don't like soft ghost stories. I'm not into people unraveling into madness. That's not mm-hmm. my favorite thing. Gotcha. I like I like there to be a real monster, and I don't want the monster to be in your brain. I want I, so I like Pet Cemetery where the, the, it comes back like that's a monster. Like you that's hear that, Ariel? Uh, yes, I heard that, Rachel. <laughs> uh, uh, the terrified Eterrados, Um, that is scary mm-hmm. as hell. Mm-hmm. Scared mm-hmm. the hell out of me. The dark and the wicked, pretty Ooh, fucking scary. Yeah. That is a good one. There's just so many mo- I can't even name them all. But also Hell House LLC. This is a stand account Ooh, and Tales from the yes. Hood. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Those are all great selections. <laughs> How about you? Okay, so if it's zombie, it's, it's got me. Like, I mm. go up for zombies. I feel mm-hmm. like, I don't know. There's so many zombie films I haven't seen, but there's so many that I have seen. I don't mm-hmm. care how like B list, C list, or shot in someone's backyard it may be. Uh-huh. I'm tuned all the way in because I'm here for the madness. <laughs> like my favorite film, or top of favorite films of all time, is The Night of the Living Dead, mm-hmm. um, George Romero, Recipes. Mm-hmm. I just, oh my God, Stan. Yeah, um, I'm a huge fan of Zombie or Zombie 2, the Italian film mm-hmm. by Lucio, yeah, those uh, Lucio are Fucci. Great. Listen, if that's a. I like to introduce that movie to people just oh. to gauge, like, you know, uh-huh. like, okay, how's this going? This Can is a date night hang? movie. Yeah, this is a date night movie. So I'm pulling up. We're going to watch. Okay, see, see. We're going to watch this zombie fight this shark underwater because no one wants to believe me this is a thing that's happening. Um, and, the, and the, like, it's just, oh, it's so great. So. Let's see. Some of my faves, for some reason, Martyrs has crept back up into my faves. Mm. Not really sure how that happened, but that also tells you where my brain is at all times. Yeah. Um, yeah. (laughs) Huge fan of like, like the French extremity Mm -hmm. kind of films. You know, I, I go up for the paranormal activity franchise. Mm -hmm. My taste is all over the place. It could be a little sus at times. Um, so just walk with me, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. that's pretty much just me. Like, I, it's a good time. Just go. With it. <laughs> yes, I like. I appreciate how both of you guys are so deep end. Almost everyone you pick is is pretty hardcore, and I'm just like, these are my people. These are my yep. these are my yep. kind of ladies. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and I was like, you know, the real thing is like, will we've done that, so you didn't have to go through that. Like, <laughs> yeah. You but the problem is, you make it sound so good. People but then follow. We go through it. Yeah. <laughs> so y'all, about, don't do that. We would like some of those movies. We really be like, no, 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 no. Like, <laughs> no, really. Like, please don't. I try to put the movies out of my brain. Don't do it. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I know that there was a on the Shutter episode you mentioned violation and then kept it moving, <laughs> but because <laughs> which that's sat, a hard one to talk about. I mean, but yeah. as a fellow deep ender. 
mm, I really enjoyed that movie. Yeah. And it's like one of those things where you definitely just can't recommend it blanket. So when you find someone else who can handle your level of horror, it's always really cool. <laughs> yeah, they have to like also like uh, trigger warning, rape revenge because mm. they got to be ready. And, so, and mm-hmm. some people are just like, girl, that whole subgenre, they can just yeet that bitch to the moon. They don't want to even hear nothing about it. <laughs> right, and right. I, and I get it. I get it. Uh-huh. I definitely yeah, get it. Absolutely. I'll watch it because I'm the person who I'll watch almost anything, even mm-hmm. if I know I'm not going to rock with it. And I'll watch it to the end. I'm going to be mad about it, but I'm going to watch it to the end. <laughs> uh, violation is something I didn't know. I went in blind and I usually oh, wow. on Shutter. I just hit play on a lot of movies sometimes because mm-hmm. I'm like, have y'all seen this? And no one be like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, well, I can't find no damn reviews from anybody I know. So let me just watch it and see what it's about and report back. Um, that's how I ended up watching so many movies on Shutter because mm-hmm. no one wants to hit play on these random ass movies but me and I ain't got shit to do. So I'm like, yeah, let me just watch this movie. And I'm like, oh my God, is that his penis? Oh, I, wait a minute. I saw on. things I, I have up. never seen in a movie before. <laughs> and oh, it I mean, was full a, frontal. Oh, it sure was for sure a long was. time too. Yes. Yes, it was. Um, <laughs> Twitch. The Twitch is what did it for me. But <laughs> anyway, so, okay, that's a perfect segue into my last question before we get into this review, which is, do you guys have some films or filmmakers that you think people are sleeping on and need to check it out? I think people are sleeping on short films. Mm. I think that people need to be going into the altars, altar, Mm -hmm. uh, creep TV, like dive into the YouTube world because there are some really good movies that are hitting, still hitting these festival runs if that's your bag. Or if you just like, you know, like Jasmine always say, I could watch like 50 movies in an hour because they're like five <laughs> minutes long. And, um, and but they'll be really good. And you find some gems like Jazz put me onto this one story. What's it called, Jazz? When the guy comes out with the box. Other side of the box. Oh, mm. my God. What? Want, okay, I'm going to send y'all the link via email. Yes, please. We please I want you to watch this. Right. Okay. <laughs> it's 15 minutes long. This movie freaked me out. Doll, I'm going to just send y'all like five shorts. Yes, and I'm yes. Like, doll maker. Doll maker. I'm yep. like, uh, and they're not going to take a lot of time, but you're going to see them like, holy shit. Short, and then you see a lot of diverse <laughs> filmmaking there because mm-hmm. people are using phones or whatever. They don't need a lot of money or they're crowdfunding and getting in here. Mm. So you get the indigenous people, you get black people, you get the women, you get people who are disabled or have disabilities making these movies because yeah. they won't get funded nowhere else, which is right. really, ooh, it, it may it pisses me off because then they'll, mm-hmm. they'll see the movie doing well and be like let's make something like it but then not incorporate these people who made it yeah. first like that mm-hmm. annoys me but I can support them by going to Alter or wherever yeah. and giving them those views so they can get their little ad money or whatever and sharing it wherever I go but I have a list of uh, shorts that I'm going to pass along to you yes. guys like I'm Scotty Pippen okay yeah, no, that would be great because yeah we I definitely haven't explored that enough I've since COVID, I've gone to a couple of virtual film festivals and gotten to watch a lot of shorts. And I'm always shocked. I'm like, why aren't I doing this more? These are fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Definitely yeah. do that. So pop open your YouTube once we're done and just dive around <laughs> there. And then they have like, sometimes we all know we the number one rule on the internet or one of the top rules is never go read the comments because we all know the yeah. comments is a yeah. shit show. But very rarely, you know, kind of maybe towards the top, the ones that are positively promoted, you might find some like links to other shorts and other people. It's just, it's, you gonna have a good time watching. All right. Awesome. 
great recommendations. And if you want more recommendations like this, you should definitely be listening to Girl That's Scary. Because <laughs> this is a, a weekly basis. You get knowledge like this and you do not want to miss out on it. <laughs> Alter was a great find. Also, international films, guys. All mm. the films, especially when you go to like a Tubi. Tubi has great finds. Slide into Tubi for free. Yep. <laughs> I need to do that. I also, again, I'm sleeping on that. I am guilty of this, not going on there because I'm like, oh, there are ads. But so what? So what? Yeah, there aren't that many ads, though. You can watch a lot of really? movies on there where there's maybe two ads and they're not very long. So mm. it's not that big of a deal. You know? Just me yep. being lazy. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> to yep. me and uh, Pluto TV. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's some gems on there. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Look at you guys changing lives with your recommendations. I love it. Okay. So what do you say we move into our review? We're going to be reviewing A Girl Who Walks Home at Night, written and directed by Anna Lily Emmerpour. And this was a selection by our wonderful guests. Before we get into that, Ariel, can you please remind our listeners or our new listeners, let them know what our spoiler policy is here on this here podcast. Yeah, so first I'm going to give you guys some information about the director and the production of the movie, and then we're going to move into a quick non-spoiler review, let you guys know if it's worth checking out. And then after that, everything's up for grabs. We're going to talk about the whole movie. And this one is easy to get your hands on. It's on Shudder and AMC+. Plus. You can rent it anywhere, and I think it's even free on Tubi. So if that is something that will bother you, go watch it and then come back. So first things first, you you ladies selected this film, which I'm very excited to talk about. What made you decide on this one? Wow, I don't know. It slaps. Like, first of all, it's beautifully, <laughs> shot. it's beautifully shot. I know that Kat loves black and white films. I feel like she's the one who's like, let's press play on this. Because yes. we were together when we watched this. Mm, um, oh, she okay. loves vampire movies. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of vampire movies, but this one changed my mind a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't follow the same format of this sure. romance no. movie with this white man. And he's stealing somebody's mm-hmm. wife because he's biting her in the middle of the night and shit. And now they're trying to chase him <laughs> down. It's too much. <laughs> this one, it's like, okay, we got this you know, vampire situation. And I don't want to spoil it, but it's just... It, it's a different kind of vampire. I like the kind of person they were. The dialogue was great because I watched it like a few times but I watched it again mm-hmm. last night and I was like damn mm-hmm. there's so many things to quote there's so many things that mm-hmm. just capture you the writing is amazing it looks good the music is fun and then she's just a badass so I just <laughs> I just really enjoy that film watching it yeah. as many times like no time it gets old it does it feels timeless almost mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. very true absolutely it's because it's black and black and white that's fine. Um, <laughs> I stand, so you know. Um, but I, I was like, yes, because for all the things, vampire. First of all, the we go into movies blind, just to, just completely mm-hmm. blind. We don't oh, read anything fun. about what's going on. We just look at the title and go, okay. I I won't even let people read the bio because even that tells me too much. Um, so with just looking at this, like it was just a really attractive, like simple poster. The whole thing is like this bright, beautiful, like bold, bloody red. Mm-hmm. And then you see like the outline of a woman, um, in her hijab. And I'm just like, okay, what's going on about this? What's happening? So um, mm-hmm. all that in itself was attractive to me. Um, and then you go through the story and it's like, although it's a, it's set up really simple, like simple. Like, the whole, like, setting and situation, it's still, like, a complex story. 
Um, I do like that there's a love story in there. Um, although, you know, love stories I can do without. But this one, the way it was presented, <laughs> I was like, okay, okay, girl, this is cute. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the ending was satisfying. So check it out. Awesome. <laughs> okay, great. Great. All right, Ariel, tell us a little bit about uh, the director and the production. Okay, awesome. So Anna Lily Amipour is an Iranian-American director and screenwriter. Her parents moved to England to escape the Iranian Revolution in 1979. So she was actually born in England, but then her family moved to Miami, Florida when she was a kid, and then finally to Bakersfield, California, and that's where she spent all of her teenage years. She, in most of her interviews, instead of saying she spent her teenage years there, she kept saying, that's where I got my period. (laughs) (laughs) I love her. (laughs) Yeah, she's great. So she has an intense love of American films because when she moved to the U.S., she said that she was a bit of an outcast because she was an Iranian girl with an English accent living in Miami, Florida. And so the movies that she watched really helped her to assimilate. And then when she was 12 years old, her dad got her a camcorder and she started copying commercials and sort of putting her own spin on them. And then eventually she made a slasher film. Cool. Growing up, she also created a maze-like haunted house in her backyard and she cast her friends to scare anybody that entered, um, which sounds really neat. (laughs) And she also mentioned that she really got into dissecting frogs and exploring their insides. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, this led her parents to think that she was going to become a doctor. Or a serial killer. Definitely a murderer. (laughs) (laughs) so she went on to get her undergraduate degree at sf state and then she studied screenwriting at ucla and uh, she went on to make a number of short films including a little suicide and a girl walks home alone at night which her feature was based on so her first feature length film was a girl walks home alone at night which we're talking about today and it is a black and white farsi language film and like you guys said about a vampire and it came out in 2014. So she came up with the idea for the movie when she was on the set of another short film she was making. And on a whim, she put on a chador that was in their costumes and immediately she thought, Oh, this is an Iranian vampire. Mm. And she wanted to jump on to a skateboard and start riding around. And that's what she did. (laughs) So (laughs) she said in an interview with the skinny that, Quote, the way it moves and catches the air makes me want to jump on a skateboard and ride down the street like a sailboat or a stingray or something. So I did that, and it feels so good when you're cruising down the street. That was the moment I created the character, and I just created the world around it. Amazing. I mean, it is so cool because the Mm -hmm. way it moves, it it kind of mimics that sort of vampire floatiness. Yeah, definitely. She really does look like she's floating a lot Mm -hmm. of the time, Mm -hmm. and it gives off that kind of yeah dracula cape vibe too yeah i love it and it makes it even scarier it's so, yes it's so yes. unsettling oh i'm so excited <laughs> <laughs> Good. so sheila vand she plays the titular girl in the film and amirpour wanted her to remember when she was acting that she's not supposed to be human that she's really a mm. creature so she actually had her watch videos of cobras and cats to prepare for the role. Really? Yeah. She's also talked a lot about what has inspired her in various interviews. And not just this film, but all of her films. And she frequently mentions 
John Hughes films, Back to the Future, The NeverEnding Story, and David Lynch movies, just to mm. name a few. But okay. for this... <laughs> the last one, mm-hmm, the rest, huh? Yes, right? <laughs> <laughs> but she mentioned them in so many interviews, so I think they must have really kind of inspired her in some way. Mm. So for this film, though, she was really inspired by Anne Rice novels, which I guess she had read growing up. And then the movies Rumblefish, Wild at Heart, Nosferatu, and Once Upon a Time in the West. All of those, I feel like, make a lot of sense when it comes to this movie. Uh And she had all of her actors and her director of photography watch them to prep for filming. Oh, shoot. I'm so sorry. My cat bumped my computer. One second. I just (laughs) lost lost my face. This is a regular occurrence on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) She has a chaos demon of a cat that does not like her to not pay attention for very long. And uh, he he makes frequent appearances. (laughs) You know, cats do whatever they want. It's their world and we're just here. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Hopefully that will be me soon because I too want a cat. Oh, oh yay. yay! Yes, join us. <laughs> yes, come. To, I have to warn you; it's a little bit like a cult, though. All of a sudden, you're going to be making a lot of like baby noises at other people's cats. It just, it just happens. It just happens. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Amirpour talked in interviews about how she really struggled with the fact that she felt very Iranian at home with her family, but didn't feel that way when she went out into the world. And that when she was able to actually visit Iran, it felt really alien to her because she didn't actually grow up there. You know, she just grew up with a lot of the cultural stuff in her home life. And so making this movie really allowed her to create her own, what she called an Iranian space. Mm -hmm. So the other thing is that because L.A. apparently has the highest number of Iranians living Mm -hmm. outside of Iran, she was able to connect with a ton of Persian actors who I guess were super thrilled to be offered roles that were not terrorists uh Uh, yeah mm. so she was able to hire a lot of these people who lived in la and that really helped her build out the world Mm -hmm. she filmed it in taft which is a town outside of bakersfield california where she went to high school and she said that she chose it because i guess it has a ton of oil derricks Mm -hmm. and smokestacks and stuff and she said that it felt very much like a middle eastern desert town to her But that also, I guess, even though all this money is being pulled out of the town, it itself, there's a lot of poverty there. Mm. And so because of that, there are a lot of blank storefronts. And that allowed her to create her own world. She sort of had this blank canvas because of that. Great for the movie, but late stage capitalism alert. Right. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Gross. Yeah. So to prepare for the film, she even went so far as creating a historical timeline for Bad City. Oh. And she created intricate backstories for every character. She also selected all of the music herself and even wrote a comic book adaptation of the movie just to prep for it. For what it's worth, I would love a a spinoff of Ati, the sex worker. Yes. I love her. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. I need to know her life. <laughs> right? right? I want to know what she does next. You know what I mean? I, I She's got a all that jewelry in her hands. She's oh, that's free. right. Like, I want to <laughs> see what she does next. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right. So since she directed A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night, she's done a bunch of other stuff. In 2016, she wrote and directed her second feature-length film, The Bad Batch. In an interview with the New Republic, she described the Bad Batch as being, quote, very violent, psychedelic, apocalyptic, road warrior meets dirty dancing. It's a savage pop fairy tale. (laughs) 
I mean, have you have you guys seen that? With Dirty Dancing? I have. No, Bad I, well, yes. The Bad oh. Batch I have seen with Jason Momoa. Moa. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, mm-hmm. I haven't seen it yet. I've seen it. It's it's um it's a movie. It looks great <laughs> though. I mean, I like yeah. a girl walks on a night better, but yeah. Also, yeah, yeah. It, that's not a bad film either. Exactly mm-hmm. how she described it is exactly mm-hmm. how the hell that movie is. So that if yeah. that was her vision, she yeah. was on point. Yeah, yep. definitely. Yep. Yeah. I, I agree mean, with it, everything you said. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a cannibal love story. It's it's an interesting movie, and a lot of I mean, Keanu Reeves is in that one too. As the uh, if you can dream spot the cult member, right? And if you can spot him, Jim Carrey is there as well. <laughs> wow, that's a weird. Okay, one. it's going on my queue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she has also directed a bunch of episodes of TV shows, including Legion, Castle Rock, and even the new Twilight Zone. And in 2020, she directed an episode of Homemade for Netflix, which was a collection of that filmmakers made while they were in quarantine. So cool. So as for what she's up to now, her newest film, Mona Lisa and the Blood Moon, premiered last September at the Venice Film Festival, but it is yet to be released on VOD or streaming. And unfortunately, there's no date as to when that will happen, Hmm. hopefully this year, but it's hard to say if nobody's picked it up yet. So she also directed an episode of Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities, which is a new show he's making for Netflix, and that's supposed to be released sometime this year. Ooh. She is also currently in pre-production on a remake of 1993's Cliffhanger. Ooh. And what? Jason- <laughs> I know, right? The the Sylvester Stallone yes. joint? Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Jason Momoa is rumored to be starring in it. Okay, it- and now I'm back in. I'm right. in. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was supposed to come out in 2022, but again, things are a little off because of COVID, so I'm not sure about that. She is also in the process of directing a film called Please Give Me You, starring Chloe Grace Moritz. Mm. And they started principal photography on it in December of 2020, but there was a COVID scare on set and they had to shut the whole thing down. And because of that, they haven't started again. So I'm not sure when they'll pick that back up. So she's got a bunch of stuff in the works, but because of the pandemic, it's a little unclear exactly when we'll be able to see any of it. Mm. But Yeah, that's what I got. COVID is a monster, man. It's ruining everything. <laughs> Especially my movie going experience, damn it. Right? Which is the most, <laughs> important, the most important thing, right? Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> awesome. Okay, great. Well, let's talk about, I want to get non-spoiler thoughts and I want to start with our guests. So whichever of you ladies would like to start, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Right. Okay. Well, oh, go ahead, Jazz. Nope. You got the floor, girl. Okay. All right. Well, all right. So... First of all, I love this film. Clearly, I was like, yeah, I'm picking this film. It's great. Uh, but then when you when you said she was inspired by David Lynch films, I immediately, that's Erase, uh, what's it called? Erase Head, right? Mm-hmm. Did he do it? So I've seen that. So I was like, oh, I can see, mm-hmm. cin- like, yeah. f- cinematography-wise, I can see that in, you know, A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. So I, I was like, oh, okay, I see that. I see that. Okay, I can see the vision. Um, I, I just... The dialogue, the writing is so good. If you're into dialogue, because some mm-hmm. people don't give a fuck about people talking in the movie. They just want stuff to happen. And stuff <laughs> is happening. But yeah. the things that people are saying to each other are so... <laughs> they're so wild. Like, it's so wild. Like, that pimp dude, you're going to see a uh-huh. pimp, he's wild. Or the, the background, the stuff that's happening so casually. 
um, yeah. in the movie yeah. or things that are happening in the background. It's just like, well, this is our life, you know? And I think that's a very honest I, message. And I really love that about that film. So if you like one great dialogue, two David Lynch films, you'll enjoy this. If you like dialogue, again, if you don't need, like there's action, there's definitely shit happening. But some, again, you this, not, this movie is not like, oh, you're about to be terrified. Like that's, it's not that kind of horror. Yeah, it has its true. horror elements because it's of the vampirism, clearly. But you're not about to see these stalking scenes with this kind of scary music. The music is kind of good. Like, it's feel-good music, a lot of it. It's not like the violins, the horror kind of creating that scary mm-hmm. atmosphere. It's more of a casual... Look, I'm a casual vampire living my life <laughs> in this fucking Great dry band. downtown. Yeah, I'm just in this bitch... <laughs> and it's, I, I kind of like that. It's, I really like it. It's just a slice of real life if they had a vampire in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Casual vampire. I, I'm claiming it now. That is in my band. <laughs> 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 That's a really good name. So write that down right now before you forget. <laughs> Go into the notes app in your phone. <laughs> Pulling it up now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel the same way as Jazz. I'm I'm really crying internally a casual vampire. Um, <laughs> so good. <laughs> like girl, what? So no, but like literally it's a it's clearly a story like these people are living their lives um and it's a you know it's an interesting like scenario like what's going on and how we're introduced to these various characters and what they're going to and how their characters and their lives intertwine. And then there's a vampire. Like <laughs> like in the way that you see the characters discover that oh Okay, so did you? Oh, okay, you're a vampire. That's cool. That's right. what I enjoyed most. Um, right. I, I'm. It, I don't really um, necessarily. So if you're look like Jess, if you're looking for someone to be like, oh, this vampire is like ravishing up the town and just shredding, there's blood, guts, and ass everywhere. Unfortunately, you're not getting that. <laughs> I think that would have made this actually ten times better. It, I still really enjoy this film, but if she was like. <laughs> You wanted oh, more blood, carnage. guts, and gore? Uh-huh. Yes. Blood, guts, and um, ass. I can always sorry, do the blood, sorry, guts, I love and ass. ass. <laughs> yeah, you got to turn it out. Like, it's always turned up for no reason. I'm like, wow, what is this? But, um, <laughs> you know, but it. she did what she came to do. She definitely understood the assignment. Um, It's a good, it's a one hour and 40-something mon- mm-hmm. minute movie, but it doesn't feel like it's almost a two-hour movie. I, I don't know how, how like, I'm, I fall asleep sometimes. So, I mean, I did fall asleep every time I watch this, but I'm just tired. I'm like a sleepy little dwarf. I'm just tired. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you guys have said. Casual vampire, more blood gets an ass, all of the above. I would say, so my thoughts are, like, when they say that something is a mood, <laughs> this is what they're talking about. Because this movie is a mood. It is so much atmosphere and it's just so cool it's a middle eastern western vampire romance and is one of the best modern cases for the how having different perspectives and life experiences enrich our genre having those people be our the storytellers really really makes a difference because i love john carpenter i love wes craven but they could not and should not attempt to make this movie. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. And I, that's what makes this so amazingly unique, right? It's, it's, it is a culmination of this woman's life experiences. So that's really cool. I, I think it's visually super interesting. I, I am not always 
into black and white movies necessarily. I'm not anti, but it's not something that normally I I, I go for. But mm-hmm. in this case, ooh, it, the uh, way it enhances the overall aesthetic, the way that she uses shadow, it is it's masterful and it's beautiful. And uh, and I I think it does this really great job of kind of touching on German expressionism a little bit. And it just it enhances this sort of mixture of reality and surrealism. On one hand, the narrative is pretty realistic, but it's set in this almost dreamlike surrealistic world. So that for people who are maybe not ready for full on Lynch eraser head, they can have a taste of that without getting lost in like the lack of narrative. So yeah, I think- that's, a, that's a good point. It's like a good way to dip your toe into that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really the best yeah. of both worlds. I wouldn't say that it's super scary. I mean, it yes and no. On one hand, it takes real life situations that I think are innately scary, but it it flips them in a way that, as we'll get into the spoiler talk, that becomes instead of scary, more wish fulfillment, <laughs> which may tell you things about me. I don't know, but yeah, ultimately, I I just this is the kind of movie I love to sink into and just go with. I could see falling asleep to it, not because it's not interesting, but because it's just a warm bath of a movie, and it's a little hypnotic. Yes, yeah. yes, and so yeah, this is a big recommendation for me for anyone who is not actively looking for something a little more bombastic. I think you're going to find something in this movie that you will enjoy. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, I think most people are going to find something in this movie because there is so much good stuff here. It's so beautiful. And even if you are somebody who's turned off by black and white movies, which that's crazy. But I said I'm not anti. (laughs) (laughs) I said I don't read for them first. (laughs) Don't make me look bad in front of our guests. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. You get it. You understand. (laughs) But I think because this is such um, a modern idea and a modern take on the vampire genre that the black and white probably won't bother you, even if that's not something that's your cup of tea. Like you guys said, this is beautiful. It's gorgeously shot. There's so much symbolism in this movie, too, Mm. that I'm sure we'll get into in the spoiler stuff that makes this whole environment really rich. I love how she created this whole world. Apparently, even the money in it is fake made up money for this in you know this fake bad city yeah mm, I love so it. she really layered stuff together to make it feel real and i think that you see that when you're watching the movie also i love sheila vand who plays mm, the girl so much no. i feel like her eyes alone should win an oscar you know yeah. they're just she's so expressive even though she has almost no lines in this entire movie yeah she doesn't need them no she doesn't <laughs> I mean, there's there's very little dialogue in the movie altogether. So if you're bothered by subtitles, I wouldn't worry about it with this film because there aren't a ton of, you know, ones to read. But yeah, it's just such a rich, fully realized world. And then honestly, the relationships in this movie made me really sad. But there's also a lot of beauty there. So I just think it's an interesting movie. And like we were saying, her with the headscarf and everything just like flying down the street. I mean, she's not actually flying, but she's like going down the street on her skateboard Everything about that is so visually appealing and so interesting and cool and like nothing I had ever seen before the first time I watched this movie that I just, yeah, I think you got to see it. And I've seen this movie, I think, three or four times now, and I enjoyed it every time. Mm-hmm. So It's a good one. You guys picked a yeah. good one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it was good. I hadn't watched it in about a year since the last mm-hmm. time. Like, I watched it in between, but I'm like, it's been like... Six months to a year. I haven't seen it in a little while. I know mm-hmm. what happens, clearly. But I put it back on. I was like, damn, this is 
feel good. I love movies <laughs> like that where you come back a few le- years later and you're like, damn, this is this still slaps. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that's always so nice because sometimes there are movies that you revisit after five or six years and you're like, mm, what was why I, did I like this so much back then? Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. All right. Well, I'm gonna quickly run through the synopsis and then we can get into the spoiler section where nothing is off board. You can say whatever you want. You can go straight to the end. We do <laughs> all we the time. We frequently do. <laughs> okay, so here is the synopsis, and there will be spoilers in this, so your spoiler section starts now. So if you are spoilered first, grab your phone, hit pause, turn on shutter, watch it, and come on back. All right, hopefully that's given you time to get out of here. <laughs> okay, so this film opens with a young man named Arash stealing a cat as a known cat thief myself. I felt very seen by this movie <laughs> right away. <laughs> Which, by the way, uh, Jazz, if you are looking for a cat, one way you can acquire one is you can steal the neighbors. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to do that. That's like stealing a child. <laughs> well, they left him out in the rain one too many times, and I was like, well, yoink, you're mine now. <laughs> well, that's abuse, so I get it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so he steals a cat. Great. Anyway, we learn that his father is a heroin addict, and he owns a ton of money to the local dealer slash pimp, Saeed, who takes his car in payment. So he steals some girl's earrings to try and get it back. We also meet Ati, the local sex worker, who is beautiful. I could look at her face all day. Yeah. Who works for Saeed. Saeed is followed by a girl in a black chador, who he, I, I, because... I don't know, male entitlement, decides to just invite her back to his house. But oops, she's a vampire. And when she's leaving after (laughs) giving us a new twist on Vagina Dentata, (laughs) she meets Arash, who is there to get his car. But instead, he finds Saeed dead, takes his money and his drugs, and decides to embark on a new career path. At a Halloween party where he's dressed up like Dracula, irony, he takes some of the drugs and then he, when he's out wandering the street, he meets the girl again, but he isn't a total creep. So she doesn't kill him. Instead, she takes him home and they have this surprisingly sweet and instant connection. They have a little love affair. He gives her the diamond rings. There's a whole piercing scene that, again, symbolism is strong in this movie. And she takes off because she's concerned about all of the terrible things or the bad things she's done in the past, even though he's not worried about it. Unfortunately, one of these things will soon include killing his father, Oops. which, but you know, he was forcing Ati to take heroin. So oh, yeah, I mean, he deserved it. You pay your money, you take <laughs> Um, So that's not cool. The next day, Arash finds the body. He's finally free, even though, of course, he mourns his father. He packs his things, goes to get the girl, says, let's get out of here. She agrees. Then he sees his cat and realizes that she had a role in his father's father's death. And you think, oh, no, (laughs) but instead they just park for a minute and then they ride off into the not sunset together. And it's actually really sweet. I know. (laughs) The end. (laughs) It was so cute. Right? It was. (laughs) A little date. Oh, so cute. And the cat right there watching it all unfold. (laughs) I feel like they they made this movie for me. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. At the end, the cat is just in the middle in the back, just looking in the river mirror and shit, looking at himself. Hey, (laughs) y'all. He looks just like this cat I had that unfortunately passed away a few years ago. The whole time I was watching it, I was like, oh, my God, you're even cuter than I remembered. (laughs) All right. Well, enough of that sad. We are now past the spoiler zone, so you guys can, like, let it all Unleash. go. So, ladies, what did you think of this movie? Spoiler 
spoiler fold. Yes, is what I think. Yes, is what I think. <laughs> I think it's great. <laughs> One thing that caught my eye, you talked about um, there's not a lot of dialogue, and you're right. Mm-hmm. They, this movie does its work by showing you instead of telling you. Mm-hmm. So one yeah. scene mm-hmm. I want to talk about is when uh, the pimp, you know, after he kicks the girl, like the uh, lady out of his car, which, why are you kicking her out of your car? Like, she was mm-hmm. trying to give you a little a little sloppy toppy. You a hater. Anyway, <laughs> like, you, you being mean to her, like, come on. Yeah. Anyway, he ride off in the stolen car and he get, like, pulls up on how you pull up on a casual vampire I don't know but she doesn't say anything and she's just like you know and she's like I know what you, I've seen you pretty much I, you can see it in her eyes she doesn't say anything but you know that she's seen him yep. and uh-huh. she's seen that shit and she remembers and you mm-hmm. know she's gonna do something to him so mm-hmm. you're just waiting as he takes her back to the house and when he takes her back to the house he's like there's money everywhere there's drugs everywhere big TVs like these flashy showings of wealth because he thinks that's what women want. So mm-hmm. he's showing all this stuff. He's lifting weight. He's not even talking to her. You're in here lifting weights while oh my god, when he does the company, it's weird. I die. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> and making eye contact and shit. Like just doing a lot of stuff that you know is being symbol for what men think women want. And right. then you're doing all this stuff, and she's just looking at you as you come closer to your doom, and you get close to her, <laughs> and you do the same thing you did with the other girl and stick your finger in the mouth. And oh, I, mm. okay, I thought she was gonna eat the finger. Now, mm-hmm. because instead of eating it, she spit it back out like she was playing with her food, sent me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's what you get, motherfucker. And I was <laughs> that she saw. A rash. I'd be like, that's a rash, right? The boy who comes back to get yeah. his car. And the house, they make eye caught. They just look at her. She look at him. And they just, she just leaves. I know, right? She's got blood like, all over her. He just yeah. like, okay, bye. And he comes back like, oh, well, I still got my car. And this money, ta-da. I love <laughs> that scene. That scene was so great. Because when yeah. she solved his problems, he didn't even know it. She took out a, a douchebag. Because fuck that guy. I, yes. I, I wish she would have bit all his fingers first and then killed him. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, but it did show like what kind of man he is. Like yeah. you see him, he's trying, he's doing these things and he's very he's he likes to intimidate people. Just like when he go pulls up to a rash in the beginning, he doesn't pull up and like punch him and beat him up. He just pulls up and stands there. I'm in your house holding your cat, being in your space. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm violating in that way. Yes. But, like yeah. I'm in your yes. spot. And you know I don't rock with you and your father owe me money. So I don't have to punch you. I don't have to kick smash your shit. You know what's up. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I see what kind of asshole this person is. He's like want to intimidate and do things like that. Because he just you see him intimidate like two people in two different scenes already. Mm-hmm. And he think he about to do the same thing to this girl. And um, no thanks, you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I but, love that where he basically thinks he's the predator here, right? Mm-hmm. He even has tigers all over his walls. And I think one is tattooed on his chest or something too. Where he obviously thinks he's, yeah, got all the power, all the control. And it is so satisfying to watch her turn the tables on him. And he has no clue. He has no clue that he's in the room with, like, the true predator here. And there's something so satisfying of watching, you know, because you know who she is, that all these things that he's doing is making such a fool of himself. On top of the fact that you know he's about to get his comeuppance, just watching him try to, like, literally flex at her. And then you're like, "Mm -mm, (laughs) it was no, no, no. It was so gross. 
ugh, just the body roll. First of all, let's the go back to the roll. tattoos. <laughs> the body roll combination with the zigzag sex tattoo across his yes, neck. Right. I was like, girl, you this is stank. Like everything was stank. I looked up, like I rewatched this with my partner, and I was it was like once after a really long watch that I it, like I too like jazz. I haven't seen this in over a year. So I really have questions as to why he doesn't at least have like a tank top on um, <laughs> with his track jacket. I'm just not really understanding. So as I'm watching all this and obviously, you know, his outfits, everything is chosen for a reason on purpose. So I'm sick that she even has to endure mm-hmm. 30 seconds with this <laughs> dickhead. Like, what is the reason? Yeah. And he just every like, like Jesse, he comes in. He's about himself. He does a line. First of all, sir, she just got here. You didn't even let her take off her shoes yet, and you already jumped straight to the coat. We got What's going on? Then he proceeded to work out, and she's still oh just standing God. there like, girl, what? I, mm-mm. <laughs> oh my god everything about it was so i was like okay it's ridiculous <laughs> it's, it is ridiculous but it's also great like, yeah i, I yes. fucking love it he looks like a the douchebag that he is like yep. y'all talking mm-hmm. tattoos no shirt jacket on no fucking shirt you look like an asshole like look at your haircut <laughs> look at you. you just you know and you get your comeuppance and i really i do love that and i love that she kind of picks it she'll just kill everybody she's like man eh, you you mm-hmm. but then she walks up to the little boy and intimidates the fuck out of him and that's what she she should because sometimes kids need to be shaked shook up a little bit you know mm-hmm. you don't need you need to hurt them but you need no. to let them know that if you grow up to be a piece of shit i'm gonna eat you yeah that's yeah it. and i love that we kind of get the idea that she's been doing this for a while because there's essentially a pit that she's been throwing dead bodies into well, I mean, is oh that gosh. is that her are those her bodies? Or oh, are I don't know. Just, are like, they just people that have died? That's a I, good question. I mean, I, I kinda, assume they were her. But I mean, I think it not. makes it really easy to be a vampire there. But I, I, I kind of got the sense that it was uh, just, just the like, world where, yeah, yep. like and yeah. also just sort of like assembly. Maybe you're for... right because she did leave the pimp guy in his like she didn't dispose of his body in any way. She just left him there. Right. Oh my god. I this is where I'm talking about like how this movie is sort of wish fulfillment for me because I mean it starts with just the title of the movie, right? A girl walks home alone at night. That conjures very specific concepts in your mind. If you've ever accidentally stayed out too late and you're walking home at night, you know that kind of fear of walking a little faster. Mm-hmm. And and this movie reverses that. And she's the thing that you should fear as you walk home alone at night. And it's the same thing with this guy who is like, I was saying before the show that he's Bad City's Die Antwerp number one fan because (laughs) he looks just like him. If you don't know who that is, look it up. It looks like him. It's crazy. (laughs) But yeah, I, I, I found her sort of slinking through the streets throughout the film to be some of my favorite moments. Like when she mimics his father's movements. That would be so terrifying to have done to you. And yet when she does it, it is so, it's so cathartic, (laughs) which I get, I guess is is. a a confession as well as a review at this point. (laughs) I mean, I think it's supposed to be too. And apparently that mimicking is supposed to be like a cobra because I guess they do that to their prey where they'll move with their prey. Yeah, but I do think that scene is super satisfying as is the scene with the dad, Arash's. Mm -hmm father 
Mm-hmm. Because I, the sad thing about that, too, is that you get this sort of glimpse where you almost for a second think that he and Adi have like a friendship, you know, that they've known each other for a long time. And maybe even though he pays for her services, that there's some care there between them. But right. then he so instantly turns and is just like, well, I've, you know, I'm paying for you. So I own your body. I can do whatever the fuck I want. It's so gross and so satisfying when he, yeah, bites the dust. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like one of the really big themes that kept jumping out um, was about, like, control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From, like, the relationship that, that they had going on uh, with Adi, with, even back to, like, in the beginning of the movie, with what's on the TV and the the where the guy's talking about, like, I, I can't remember if he was, like, a preacher or, you know, mm-hmm. someone of some importance, I guess. And he was just talking about how, like, women... And you're in the house and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, girl, what is this? Like, I totally forgot that was happening. And I'm like, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I forgot about that because I didn't remember it from previous times I had watched it. But you're right. Yeah, there is just a lot about control in here, especially all these dudes who just think that they're these untouchable predators and they can do whatever the fuck they want Mm -hmm. to women's bodies. Mm -hmm. And then it's so satisfying that she's there <laughs> to correct these men. Yep. Yeah, I mean, the Chador looks like a Dracula coat, but it's also a little bit like a cape. She's sort of, in some ways, an anti-hero in this. She's like um, one of those sort of like morally gray superheroes, which I yeah. also really love. And oh, just the aesthetic with the stripe, her kill stripe shirt underneath, it is, it is like almost like a really, really rad superhero costume. Yeah, you know, the other thing that I thought was really cool is the love story, too. Mm. You guys were saying that the date scene was so cool. And I do think that they, she and Arash have such great chemistry. You know, where there's that scene where they first go back to her apartment and he comes up behind her. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Where he walks up and stands behind her. And I think it's so neat because he's wearing his own Dracula costume. And that's sort of what Dracula would do, right? Would be stalk behind his victims and then take out some unsuspecting young woman. But here, you can, like, feel the heat between them when he's standing there. And then when she turns around, she does the vampire thing. She pulls his head back to make him vulnerable with his neck open. But then she just ends up holding him. It's a really cool scene. Mm-hmm. I thought yeah. it was so cute. I'm also um, real emotional right now. So I was like, oh, my God, this is so nice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't totally get that. And then as she's like, well, as he's walking, he's like, I'm lost. And she, she's like, the way she looks at him is like, mm, he's kind of cute. Or she thinks he's going to be like the rest of the men she's encountered yeah. mm-hmm. through the rest of the movie. And he's not. And she's like, oh, all right. Well, you can't sit here. Come sit at my place. I was like, ooh, girl. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> I'm just sit at your place. Also, it was just like this quiet neighborhood, black and white. You're under the like, you know, heart of a street lamp, and you're talking to some girl you like. It's real cute. I think it's it's real cute. Yeah, it's nice yeah. to have that sort of cute love story in the middle of all this kind of other misery that's happening around them. It's it is mm-hmm. really nice. And when they have their little cute date, where he brings her a burger. <laughs> Yeah, everybody's always trying to feed her and I'm like you guys are missing the point read the room I was like poor baby like first of all you didn't went from being possibly somebody's dinner to try to bring her dinner and that's not the kind of food she's trying to eat she's trying not to eat you oh this is so cute it is and when he pierces her ears too yeah 
Yeah, it's very, very sweet. <laughs> it's it's also pretty funny in parts. We talked uh-huh. about the curls, which is probably the best joke in the in the movie. But even just all the dialogue with or he is just he doesn't realize how ironic everything he's saying is when they meet. Right. Like, I'm Dracula and I won't hurt you. And I'm like, oh, honey, <laughs> if you only knew. <laughs> but it, we're on the on the other side of that. We're on the inside of that joke. And so I, I found it very very sweet and very amusing and also like you said heartbreaking because the world is so so unbelievably grim so i want to ask what you guys think about the balloon dance number i actually love that part yeah it's real weird it's definitely it definitely feels like something david lynch would put into a movie yeah but it almost made me wish that we got more of that rockabilly character Mm -hmm. because i just thought it was so interesting Mm-hmm. I mean, it does sort of, I guess, stand apart from a lot of the other stuff that's happening around it. But I feel like it's just, I mean, because the dance is like a little slice of joy and all this misery. <laughs> yeah. like just, it's just dusty because you see these people, they're just still trying to have fun. They're still trying to be themselves. But right. like there's bodies in ditches literally like a few yards over. Like these people are going to work. This man stand on the corner. They're selling drugs. Like when you start the movie, someone is injecting heroin between their fucking toes. Dog. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is where we're at and you have this person just dancing like you know dancing they pain away i don't know if you ever heard that but it's a Baltimore club song it's like yeah it's my Classic. pain away i got problems <laughs> <laughs> i love that song it's one of my faves <laughs> yep that's pretty much it you could tell that it was just a i don't know y'all i stand i think it, i think the black and white part made it definitely added the mm-hmm. to the drama of the scene um because it was like oh here's this guy he's definitely feeling these feels but come on girl go off so that's how i felt about it this was also one of those scenes that like stood out to me just like a bit but i was like probably more of a fan of like other things y'all i focus on every time i watch this movie there Mm -hmm. are certain things that i like honing on versus the other times like i think this most recent watch i um was really just into like following the story of the sex worker and like I believe yeah. it was Ariel. I I really want to know what her life is about. Like, yeah. what is what was going on that led her to this point to make this choice of like for, for an occupation. Like, you know, maybe it went from her just doing it for fun and to, versus something that was for survival. Maybe it was a bit of both. And then also, like, where is her journey going after this? So I'm all over the place. Just forgive me. <laughs> no, 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 no it's great. I, I totally agree with that because I, I do think that her story is really interesting. And I, yeah, like Rachel was saying, I think a sequel just about her would be awesome. I, I felt mm-hmm. like her, she ended in a weirdly hopeful place in this yeah, movie, yeah. which is surprising because right up to that, it's like gotten Ooh, very grim. grim, very dark with her, her arc. And so I, I feel like. Yeah, I agree. I would love to see what happens for her next because I found her fascinating. And and I think that's true of a lot of what's happening in this movie where I, I honestly, my my one con really is I could have used more, not less, yeah. more. Mm-hmm. I also liked the weird dance number. I didn't understand it. I wonder if you guys had different takes on it, but I did enjoy <laughs> what I saw. <laughs> I just, I also just really loved the interactions between the girl and Ati. The way that it sort of, skirted be moralizing around her sex work and it was more like you're unhappy this is my issue with this and why this is what i'm i I don't understand why you're doing this This is making you unhappy which Mm -hmm. i thought was an interesting way to look at it especially from someone who presumably has lived in a you know an unnaturally long life right Mm -hmm. so I, i just thought that was an interesting take on it especially in 
so it's meant to be taking place in Iran somewhere, like in a in a city in Iran. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Say that. It, so, it's sort of like a fantasy version of that, right? Yeah, but you know that's a fairly conservative culture, and so I I think that that's an interesting take on that on on her interactions with her. Also, uh, I just I just love the girl. I just think she's so she's so great. I identify with her exhaustion with like, shitty people, and just I, I you know someone who has seen a lot of life. She would experience disgust and, and exhaustion with with some parts of humanity. And I'm just like, yes, in 2022, this is my vibe. <laughs> <laughs> I, I see you completely. I feel you. Um, so, yeah, I just really this time through, I feel like I really you were focusing on on Ati. I, I also I love her. But I was really connecting with the girl. Whereas before she always felt a little opaque to me. I don't know. Maybe I'm just more world weary. But I was like, yes, yes, I I. I receive what you're saying <laughs> and, I, and I understand it. <laughs> yeah, no. And, and I think that you needed a little bit of positivity there towards the end too, because things like, you know, Arash's relationship with his dad is just so heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot about bad city that's just grim and sad and yeah. that relationship where there's so much love there, obviously, but also, you know, he's exhausted and resentful. And then has to grieve, sort of, his father's death. You know, yeah, it just seems definitely. really hard. Yeah. And I, I mean, because I know that relationship like personally, so I'm like, ooh, okay. I know exactly mm-hmm. how they feel. Mm-hmm. Jesus. So you sitting there like, it's not really you. You just sick, man. You just need some help. But then, yeah. <laughs> but then all the other stuff that goes, you know, around with mm-hmm. it, like this person. Now I ain't never had nobody pull up on me, ask for no motherfucking money or nothing, but. <laughs> Cause mm-hmm. I, I couldn't imagine, but they pull up on you, ask them about the money, or they need help. They sick, they cough, and you know they not good. But then they mm-hmm. can't stop, and you can't get them to help you need because you in bad city, ancient in there, but motherfucking right. dust and coke and coochie, <laughs> right. 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 a casual vampire <laughs> on a skateboard. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, I mean it is heartbreaking, but. The music in this, I think, is pretty amazing. I would love to get it your is. thoughts on sort of the audio portion of this movie. Fucking love it. I fucking love it. Mm-hmm. And this is not music I would listen to normally. This mm-hmm. is, you know, Same. I, listen, I mm-hmm. listen to a bunch of trap music, a little mm-hmm. bit of Headbangers Ball, disco, mm-hmm. you know, some stuff. I was like, wait a minute, what are those strings? And the way her body, they slowed it down. But You know how they do slow motion, but it's not full slow motion. And she's yeah. like dancing and it's like hypnotic. I'm like, oh, she's hypnotizing me by she's dancing to the guitar. Then she's dancing and putting her eyeliner and shit on. I'm like, oh, girl, I know that feel where you're trying to get ready and you dancing to your tunes. Uh-huh. And you lipstick on and shit. I know that feeling. It feels like you're in slow motion, but you're not when you're getting mm-hmm. ready you feel good about yourself so i'm like oh girl i know how that is <laughs> oh god i miss getting ready and going places same <laughs> someday same. <laughs> as you're saying that i was like oh that hurts a little bit because <laughs> i totally know exactly what you're talking about <sighs> but yeah i think the music in this is really cool and it just it's so perfectly paired with the rest of just sort of the vibe and the the mood of this film this movie is just cool. yeah i mean i think it helps cool. to yeah, and it helps to make the whole world feel correct, you know? Mm-hmm. And it does have a really cool vibe. And apparently she made, like, mixtapes, really, for all of the actors. So they were listening to all this music as they were making the movie. Oh, that's cool. See, I love all these little touches of how filmmakers actually make the magic happen. 
it doesn't take it away. It like adds to how magic the movie feels when you find out how much thought and effort and the strange ways that they, they come up with kind of create the world, both like literally, but also just sort of in their actors' minds to give the performance. It's so cool. It's just really, really cool. Yeah. All right. How about maybe things that didn't work for you about this movie? Do you have any cons for this? I'm going to say up front, I really don't. <laughs> but <laughs> I welcome criticism. So is there anything that didn't work for you, ladies? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I Honestly, I think the whole thing worked for me. Like, I think, like I said, there may be a little bit more carnage. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just okay, like a personal fair. preference. Like, mm-hmm. just so that, like, I don't need, because of the tone of the film, too much would have been, you know, too much. Like, um, maybe like, you know, when she dropped the body to the ground, maybe like splash, 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 or a couple <laughs> splashes or something. Yeah. Just a whisper of Jacob's wife in this would be. Yeah. Perfect. Yes. That head getting torn off in the kitchen. Ah, that's what we needed. <laughs> yes. But, you know, just the like a, a one and done or maybe like a baby glimpse into it, like as it fades off screen, because I see they're trying to give you just enough. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is like, okay, like not necessarily implied, like we clearly see it, but it's not like so in your face. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, it's just, just that. Other than that, I honestly, I, I like it as it is. Yeah. I don't think there's anything that I would change. I mean, more carnage is fine. I would like some more carnage, I guess. I'm like, hey, right. like, I'm not going no to say no to that. <laughs> You don't, it doesn't need it. That's not the story it's trying to tell. It's not trying to tell about this vampire card. It's a casual vampire, okay? (laughs) (laughs) If she's killing everybody she sees, okay? That's a beast like vampire. And that's not the kind of movie we're in right now. This is a black and white. We are chilling, okay? We are relaxing. I I don't think I would change anything about this film. It doesn't have cons. It's just Mm -hmm. because it is what it is. It's a great film by itself. Mm -hmm. I don't think. I need more action because it's going to change the movie. I don't, I don't believe in, oh, this needs this. So it could be the kind mm-hmm, of movie that mm-hmm. I would have made. And I'm like, right, no, right. no, no, no. Now some things they really have cons where it's like, you need that. Um, <laughs> even the violence towards women, they don't stay on it. It's not like extreme mm-hmm. and like compared to other movies. Because uh, mm-hmm, yeah. said this was a Giallo film, they would have slapped the shit out there with woman. That yeah. woman got slapped fifteen <laughs> right. times right. before the movie was over. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn. Versus her getting like kind of pushed out the car once, and then the you know situation where he forced her to take drugs. Yeah, that which is still bad, but it's not like we had to watch like an assault. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. like a rape or anything. I'm like, oh, thank gosh, mm-hmm. it's Seriously. something different. Yeah, something different. Um. And I, like I said, I really love this film, especially, like I said, that dialogue hits every time. Mm-hmm. And it's not much of it, but it, it hits. Even in the party mm-hmm. with a girl, like, a pill is nothing without you. What? Yes. Yeah. That is that? such a great line. I'm so glad you pointed that out. I love it. And he was so fucked up when he met that girl. He was high as hell. <laughs> when he met <laughs> Talk about some I'm Dracula. That man is high. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah. right. Harshest critic, Ariel. Let's hear it. No. no, no. <laughs> Here comes the I know. One. I always have a lot of cons. But really, I don't with this one. Because I I think that, like you guys were saying, this is a complete vision. It's very clear that so much care was put into making this movie that it is exactly what the director wanted it to be. I think you Mm -hmm. can feel that. And so I wouldn't change anything. Yeah, I would like some more of Adi's story, maybe some rockabilly. But I think it's really great as is. So, yeah, I don't have any cons. 
That's it. All right. Amazing, right? Wow. <laughs> you guys really picked a winner. <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. Awesome. All right. Well, anything else before we wrap up our review? I want to make sure you guys had an opportunity to say whatever you want to say about the movie. Oh, no. This movie is great. And if you haven't seen it, you need to stop what you're doing and do it right now because we've already told you a way you can see it for free mm-hmm. and then some. So do it. Yeah. yeah. That's, I was going to say the same thing. Watch this movie today. Like today, right now. What are you doing? Watch the movie. Watch on your lunch break. It's on Tubi. You ain't you ain't doing nothing. Watch this because let me tell you something. I'll watch this over interview with a vampire, and I'm not even gonna hold you because I'm not trying to see that man on that plantation. I'm sorry, I'm dead. Like, I'm done. Uh-uh. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. You are not wrong. <laughs> this is definitely a step up from Anne Rice, right? For right. sure. <laughs> Awesome. Okay, great. Well, I guess that's pretty much it for us today. We don't have any listener mail to go through, but if you want to get in touch with us, you can do so by emailing us at rachel at zombiegirls.com or you can come over and check out our Facebook page or you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ZG Podcasts. If you love the show, review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever your pods. Spotify now allows for star ratings, so do us a solid if you're listening on Spotify. Give us that five-star rating. And if you're looking for something spooky tonight, you're not sure, like, what's what's new? What's going on on streaming and on video on demand? Check out our video on demand calendar at zombiegirls.com. That's G-R-R-L-Z dot com, where we keep track of all the spooky doings that are happening on the internet. And uh, if you want some cool new gear, check out our merch at zombiegirls.com forward slash merch. And if you love us and you want to support us, you know what to do. Check out our Patreon and support us there. But... There's someone else that you need to give some love to. If you haven't already, if you aren't all here because you are uh, already a super fan of these amazing, brilliant, funny, poor, loving women, one more plug. Tell us where all the places that our listeners can find you, support you, plug that Patreon, do the whole thing. All right, here's the rundown, guys. You can follow us at Girl That's Scary on Twitter and Instagram. We got a website, www.girlthatscary.com. If you have run out of episodes and you want to pull up and find bonus episodes, mm-hmm. bonus content, free shit, we all love free shit, you can pull up to www.patreon.com forward slash girl that's scary. We have free things and all kinds of tiers. We have a Discord all kinds of bonus activities if you want to pull up there. We have polls. So each month we have a Patreon episode that all of our patrons vote on and pick. Uh, so it's popping over there. You know, mm-hmm. rate five stars for five-star chicks. That's on Apple's and Spotify. Five-star chicks. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, show some love, pull up on us, you know, say hello. Also, we have an email, grltspod at gmail.com if you got some questions. Damn. Awesome! (laughs) oh my gosh this has been so much fun i know it's always nerve-wracking when you're a little bit of a fan and you meet someone that you really admire and so i have to say you know we were a little nervous but this has been incredible (laughs) that you guys are just as amazing and fun to talk to as we dreamed when we first asked you to come on the show so, yeah, thank you so much for making time to be here today. This has been really fantastic. Absolutely. Oh my God, thank you so much for even thinking of to have us, like to chat with us as humans that exist in the world. So <laughs> shout out to you. Like, no, really, like, thanks you for allowing us to share space with you. Like, that's tight. Yeah, we hope so, you'll come back sometime because you are absolutely welcome anytime you want to come hang out with us and talk about lady-directed horror films. 
Absolutely. I have my hand like a heart. It's like a heart hand. Oh, me too. Me too. <laughs> Yeehaw. <laughs> you guys are the best. All right. So that just leaves our plan for the next episode. Ariel. Yeah. Technically, this is a you pick now. What oh, are we okay. Be watching? <laughs> I guess we're going to be watching Near Dark. We'll do it next yes. time instead. So if you already watched it because we told you that's what we were doing this week, then you're in luck because we're going to cover it in two weeks. It won't be yes, as good as this I episode. Movie. But yeah. It's a good one, right? I haven't seen it in so many years, so I'm really interested to revisit it because I think it's been at least a decade since I've watched it. I wonder where it's streaming now, if you can get it streaming anywhere, because it was on Shutter for a while. And after mm-hmm. that, like we had to Jazz, how do we even see that? We oh did somebody Our give us friends. like a link? Yes, our friends in Canada had to send us a link yep. to see Near Dark because we couldn't get, <laughs> oh, no. we couldn't rent it, we couldn't buy it, we couldn't what? order a goddamn physical e- DVD mm-hmm. or nothing. Oh, Jesus, dear. I, we were trying to find it. Now it might be easier because I feel like they had one of those people had a release of Near Dark. I feel you like so you might be able to you know catch it on. Oh my DVD. gosh, you're right. I just looked it up. Me there too. Is to watch it. <laughs> I just wanted to. I don't know if you guys know about this way. I'm sure you do. Just watch, which will you can look and see all the streaming service things are on. And there's nothing. It's just click to be notified when it's available somewhere. All right. Well, yeah. guys, Wild. I think that means we're going to have to pick something else and we'll just let you know. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you can find it on the Internet. I mean, like, I mean Amazon Rachel right can see. Rachel can find it. I mean, there's some Blackbeards of the sea out there. They can probably find it. <laughs> <laughs> just get a VPN and pretend you're in Canada. There you See, go. That's Boom. a good idea. See, look All at it. All right. Well, we'll figure Sh- it out. Short films, VPNs. What don't you ladies know? <laughs> <laughs> Again, thank you. This has been a true pleasure and a treat. And I hope just the very beginning of a long friendship because we yeah. adore girls. That's scary. Ariel, take us out. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of the More Deadly Podcast. We really appreciate you being here. We hope you enjoyed our review of A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night with the ladies from Girl That Scary. And we'll be back here in two weeks, hopefully with Near Dark. We'll find out. All right, guys. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And to my co-host and good friend, Ariel, for always teaching me something new. Production on this episode was done by yours truly and edited by Ariel. Our theme song for the show is More Deadly by DJ Sharton. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the extended episode. We are going to be just hanging out, chit-chatting. That's the plan for today. So as you're saying, yes, now that I've started walking at night, now that I'm a girl (laughs) who walks home alone at night, um, although not alone, so don't be a creeper and try to murder me. um, (laughs) Okay. Like the weird, I have started to see, like people are weird, especially especially when you go out at night and under the cover Mm -hmm. of darkness, people real weird out there. People are very strange because I can't walk around my neighborhood after dark because there just aren't enough street lights or sidewalks to make mm-hmm. that safe. But my apartment complex is a really large one. There's like over 100 apartments in my complex and there are floodlights in the parking lot. So it's like basically daylight out, but it means I can walk late at night around my apartment complex and there's usually nobody else there except the security guy and people do weird stuff. You know, I think the first thing I ever told you guys about that happened in the apartment, my apartment complex was when I thought somebody was being murdered and it turned out they were watching Halloween really loud while having sex on their couch in front of their big window with the curtains open.
Oh my god, what is wrong with? I mean, <laughs> honestly, I what am I saying? I, I guess like I'm not trying to yuck someone's yum, but it must be their kink, right? I feel like some of it has to be, you know. And I just happen to be the unlucky one because I walk so many places. I'm just out there to see it when normally nobody would, except I don't know the mail carrier or something. <laughs> I mm-hmm. don't know. Actually, I would love to talk to a mail carrier because oh my I'm god, seeing this right. weird shit. Like, what are they seeing? See, yeah. now I want to ask my mail carrier, except for that he's one of the weird th- things that's happening. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, he's no. very odd. He's not very nice when I've had uh-huh. to talk to him. And Love he just her. walks around watching TV on his phone while he's delivering things, which is why half the time I get my mail and half the time I get someone else's. Oh, that yeah, he's stinks. an odd duck. He is an odd duck for sure. Um, I mean, I get doing something if you feel like your your job is not you know engaging enough how does like, he not trip and fall TV, though but i would trip right? and fall yeah i'm not coordinated enough no, for tv I watching and walking at the that. same time uh-huh. chewing gum and walking yes watching tv and walking no right. no 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 right. especially that's really good like imagine you're watching yellow jackets dude Fa- instant face plant instant face plant <laughs> yeah no i could never do that i li- i just listen to podcasts and audiobooks and right that enough sometimes gets me into trouble like we were uh listening to my sweet audrina and i got myself lost because <laughs> you were so to engrossed in vc andrew's sprawling world yeah. <laughs> that's exactly. hilarious i forgot about that <laughs> god i love you ariel seriously never change you are perfect and i'm Aww, not i'm so serious sweet. i'm not kidding you are perfect <laughs> just the way you are but i do sometimes worry that people who listen to the top of our show Mm. Or who just, like, stumble onto our show. Mm. Like, are they thinking, what's wrong with this woman? Why is she peeping on her neighbors? <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, like, I feel like it's I do a not good... try to see this. I just, it just happens around me, you know? I feel like it's a good rubric for whether or not someone is supposed to be hanging with us or not, right? Like, <laughs> if you can true. hang with your, like, weird sex cult neighborhood, like, you're our people. Stay with us. If you can't, you're too square. You're not going to like what we have to say for the rest of the podcast either. <laughs> So it's it's just like it's a little bit it's a little deep end right at the front and you uh-huh. know you know who you are and you and you know who we are and if we're a match proceed. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's true. <laughs> I mean, you know what? At the end of the day, I love it. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, as long as you're entertained, and unless then... they're not patrons, so they were getting it for free anyway. So that's true. That's true. <laughs> they get you know. <laughs> yeah it's free enjoy <laughs> or don't <laughs> <You know? laughs> i personally i think if i were a listener though and and i think this would probably be true of anybody that's putting out a podcast right like if i stumbled onto our podcast and i heard one of your stories i would be like uh, subscribe <laughs> is if this is going to be a regular thing and i'm going to hear about these wacky shenanigans i'm gonna listen i mean even if i don't care about the rest of the podcast i would be tuning in for like the saga of pizza ghost (laughs) i would be tuning in for like whatever's happening humpty dance upstairs right now you know what i mean like i would want to know what odd bodkin things are happening in your life (laughs) i hope that's true domesticated (laughs) animal is chasing you in a cape like i need to know these things (laughs) Oh my god. I know speaking of my upstairs neighbor, I was like I don't know. I was really close to recording what was going on you just so that should. I could share it. But then I was like, is that invading somebody's privacy a little I more mean, that I'm comfortable with? He, I don't know. He, do you think he doesn't hear other neighbors? Do you think he's not aware of the thinness of his walls? If 
if they can hear oh. if you can hear them they can hear you like whoever out there needs to hear this if who is living in an apartment or or condo or closely neighboring homes if you hear your neighbors that means they hear you 